Welcome back. It's the Brady Farkas Show right here on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. As it is every Wednesday at this time, we bring on our guy, Freddie Coleman, ESPN Radio host. You can hear him tonight beginning at 9 p.m., as you can every weeknight right here on WDEV. Freddie, how are you? I'm good, my man. How are you doing with the snow that's going to be hitting New England sooner than later? Well, not hitting us too much here in northern Vermont. We're expecting like two inches. Oh, well, then you guys lucked out because we're getting anywhere from 10 to 15 here where I live at. I'm not lucking out at all. The pandemic means we can't go anywhere, so I got snowshoes. So I'm looking for like I'm looking for the snow this year. It's the only thing I can do. I didn't think about that. You know what? I keep forgetting. It's not like I forgot about the pandemic or I'm trying to forget about it, but I guess I'm so used to having things, okay, you got to make these kind of adjustments, and more than ever before until the vaccine takes hold and we get a little bit more normalcy or whatever that's going to be, that i got to really consider that no matter what's going on to the outside or the inside. Yeah, I'm looking for the snow because it means I have something to do. Hey, I want to start with this. I was just talking about this. Nikhil Harry's trainer, his wide receiver trainer, is talking bad about Cam Newton and blaming some of Harry's lack of production on Cam. If you were Harry and someone who's in your inner circle is bashing your quarterback, how do you handle that? Well, you tell them to be quiet because, as we've seen with Bill Belichick or any coach worth his weight in salt, when you have outside force, I think they know what's going on. That's a quick ticket out of town, especially when you have not lived up to any of the advanced billing that the Patriots thought they were getting when they drafted you in the first round out of Arizona State. So if you're Nikhil Harry, you got enough problems trying to hold on to the football being a productive wide receiver. The last thing you need outside of the Patriots or part of your inner circle running their mouth because that person will still have a job, whatever it is they're doing, whatever is kind of training that they do. But if you're Nikhil Harry, do you want that baggage staying with you with New England or if they decide to move on for it from you going somewhere else when you're trying to get an NFL job? So I'm not in the business, Brady, of telling grown people what to do. But in this situation, that grown young man better handle his business or else it's going to handle him, and it's not going to be a good thing. Do you think, Cam, when you watch him, do you think he's truly done or is some of his performance this year explainable in terms of lack of weapons, et cetera? Well, I don't think he's truly done, but I will say this. He's only going to be as effective if you give him some playmakers on the outside. But at that point, there's only so many things I think that you'll be able to teach him at this point of his career. He's never going to be the accurate passer kind of guy. He's never going to be the kind of guy that's going to complete anywhere from 63 to 68% passes. That's just not going to happen. The sheer force of Cam Newton's game has always been about being able to run the football, being able to use his big body. But at a certain point, you've got to be able to make those throws. And not just making critical throws, Brady, but you can't miss those layups. And how many times have you seen that Cam Newton's career? Quick swing pass out of the backfield. He doesn't hit the running back. Easy throw in the middle of the field. The ball's behind a too high for a guy. Those things, if they have not been fixed by now, they're not going to be fixed. So that's something that New England has to deal with and take into consideration if they believe he's going to be the quarterback after 2020. This offense is based on precision. It's based on timing. And if you can't have a quarterback that can do those kind of things, then you have to look somewhere else. Or you hope that Cam Newton will go into the, the way back time machine and maybe come into Tom Brady going into 2021. <laughs> Freddie, a, a writer at WEEI, Ryan Hannibal, Patriots writer, said the Pats season is dangerously close to being a total failure. Do you think the season is a total failure even if they don't make the playoffs? Yeah, because you build up that kind of culture when you're the Patriots that even in a quote-unquote rebuilding, reloading season, it's about getting into the playoffs. It's about showing any kind of progression, no matter where you were at the beginning of the year. So 
anybody that's Bill Belichick or Robert Kraft is going to tell you this season has not gone the way that we wanted to, and it's going to be regarded as a failure. When you've had 20 years of success, where you dominated the AFC East, where you always were a contender in the AFC, any step back or steps back is going to be looked at as a failure. And if I'm a Patriots fan, that's how I would look at it. I would never want my organization, after having all that kind of success, to say, well, we tried our best, we hope to do better next year. You should want an organization that is upset and feel that this season is a lost season, is a failure kind of season, based on the last 20 years of success that you've had as a Patriots organization and being a fan of the Patriots organization. Freddie Coleman, ESPN Radio, hosts with us every single Wednesday at this time on the Brady Farkas Show, WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. His show tonight, 9 p.m., right here on WDEV. And, Freddie, I want to move to the NBA because – Kyrie Irving is infuriating to me. I I have never been more wrong on an athlete than I have been on him. I was so pumped for him to be in Boston. I love watching him play, but I'm I'm out on him now. What's your overall impression of Kyrie? I'll say this about Kyrie Irving, and I get it, because we see somebody who is not stupid. He may say some silly things and say some outlandish and out-of-the-world things, but you can accuse Kyrie Irving of a lot of things. You can't accuse him of being dumb. You can't accuse him of being stupid because that would be inaccurate if you feel that way. But I understand being infuriated with him because here's a guy that has a wondrous kind of talent, but he is going to do his thing. He's going to do it his way. And using guys are like that, their shelf life is going to be very, very small because at a certain point you say to yourself, what the bleep? Why do I want to put up with this guy anymore? Kyrie Irving believes that he should be considered on the same line as LeBron James. He is never going to get that, especially the way that he says these things or the way he continues to act. Now, I'm hoping that when he talked to the media after he played his first preseason game of the weekend, where even he backtracked the comments on Steve Nash and even said, you know, we need a coach, we need a guy like that. It shouldn't take that for Kyrie Irving to come to the realization that he can't be a player coach in the NBA because nobody's (laughs) going to follow him. But Kyrie Irving is not going to change. No matter how upset people are going to be with him, he's going to continue to speak what he believes in, and he's going to have that mindset to do that. And it also doesn't help any Kyrie Irving haters that he is the vice president of the NBA Players Association. That means enough of his peers regard him that highly to think that he should have a leadership position. And I think that's playing with fire of the NBA Players Association. So I would say don't be as infuriated with Kyrie Irving because he's only going to say or do something else that's going to make <laughs> you eat better. So at that standpoint, he's going to be his his own man. He's going to be and do things his way, and that's just the way that's going to go no matter how long he stays in Brooklyn, if he's there for a short or a long time. You know, something Kyrie said, though, this week caught my attention. He said he didn't want to talk to the media because he wants to be able to control his own message. And we see a lot of athletes doing that and starting podcasts and saying things that they think will not be misquoted and stuff like that. Now the Knicks aren't allowing media even in the building at Madison Square Garden. Do you worry about a restriction of media access in a post-pandemic world? I really don't because players can say that all the time, but then they use different kinds of media to get their message out, and then anybody that's a media member is going to report on that. So you may think you're controlling the narrative, and I understand why they want to do that. But Kyrie Irving putting that out there, nobody has misconstrued any message that he's put out there. So I'm not buying that from him. If Just say that, hey, I want to do it this way. I don't want to have anything to do with the media. Just be honest about that from that standpoint. And to me, he's being less than honest. He's being completely disingenuous by putting that out that he wants to control the narrative. He's always controlled the narrative. He's always had that kind of moment to say, I want to say this to the media. I want to say that to the media. So when any athlete out there says that, you know what's going to happen, Brady? 
the media may give them what they want. And then it'll be the first person to say, I don't get any respect from the media, and the media give me any love. <laughs> well, how can you expect respect and love from the media if you don't want to give them a platform to get your message out there? And if somebody misquotes you or somebody says something wrong, then you call them out. I'm not against that. But don't give me the whole thing trying to control the narrative because you do control the narrative when and if you talk to the media. That's a way of controlling that no matter who you are. Freddie Coleman, ESPN Radio host with us here on the Brady Farkas Show, WDEV, AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. So I heard you on your show last night talking about Giannis signing that five-year Supermax and said you said it was great for the NBA. I agree with you. But this morning on ESPN Radio, Zubin Mahente said something interesting. He said that Giannis doesn't draw him to the television. Like, do you think Giannis is truly a star? Like, what draws you to the TV to watch somebody? Because he has that magnetism. And, yeah, it's not along the lines of a Steph Curry or a LeBron James. But don't pay. The, don't have Giannis pay the price because he doesn't play in Miami. That's why I believe that was coming from from Zubin. A lot of people wanted Giannis that if he was going to leave to go to Miami, to go to a New York, to go to a major market. But you can thrive and survive in a small market. I mean, Kevin Durant did it when he was in Oklahoma City. Russell Westbrook did it when he was with Oklahoma City. Even though San Francisco opened not regarded as a big market, it's considered a small market. Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors are able to, to survive and thrive. If you want to punish Giannis because he plays in Milwaukee, then that's a you problem. That's not a Giannis problem. But Giannis, when he's on TV, he is a very engaging person to watch. Now, now Milwaukee has do a better job maybe promoting him, and the NBA has done a great job promoting Giannis. He has commercials all over the place. So if you're not drawn to the TV, then you just don't like Giannis, or you just don't like a guy that can have that kind of ability. There are plenty of people with teams that would kill for a guy like that. Reggie Miller had great magnetism, and he was a great player with the Indiana Pacers. That was not a big market, and still is not a big market now. So for anybody to put that out there at the feet of Giannis, that's being very unfair. If you don't want to watch him, just say you don't want to watch him. But don't say he doesn't draw you to the TV. If you say that, then apparently you don't know basketball at all. You don't even watch basketball properly to put that out there with a the guy that's one of the top three players in the NBA. Freddie Coleman, one of the best with us every single week. Freddie, we're going to get a chance to talk to you next week uh, before the holiday, but hopefully all your Christmas shopping will be done since it will be the day before Christmas Eve. Oh, don't worry. The shopping's all done. There's no doubt about that, so I don't have to worry about that at all. Not right, right now, for me, it's going to be easy, smooth sailing to get ready for the holiday. There you go, Freddie. We'll talk to you next week, and we'll enjoy your show tonight beginning at 9 p.m. Appreciate you, Brady. Talk to you next week, buddy. You take care.